Good morning. Uh, my name is James Russo. I'm the youth minister here at All Souls Church, and I'm blessed to be here today. Um, so just by, I need, I need participation. I know everybody here is awake, so I need this participation. If you are burdened, oh, let me take this off. Let me take this off. If you're burdened and weary of the year 2020, raise your hand. I'll raise them high. Okay. Most of us are. It's been a tough year, right? Well, I'm here to tell you today that, that I want to leave all that junk behind. We're going into a new year, and I want to leave all the baggage from 2020 behind. We don't want to keep it. Now, and I, that's all the stuff that's going on. We've got a lot of stuff going on in the world, and in our individual lives we have stuff. And I know for me, i got some transgressions I want to leave behind. I know y'all don't. But, I mean, some, some, some sin in my life, I want to leave that stuff behind as well as all the problems. So what I'd like you to do is when I pray for y'all today, that you would just, just imagine that physically all the junk from starting from your toes, coming all the way out and leaving your body, all the troubles, problems, issues, transgressions, sins, all that stuff, okay? So when I pray for y'all, I want y'all to release all that stuff for the Lord and put it at the foot of the cross today, amen? All right, so uh, Oswald Chambers, uh, if y'all don't know him, he, he writes this thing called My Utmost for His Highest. And, he, and I read, it was a couple of days ago, and I read this, this right here, and it was an awesome quote. He says, leave the broken, irreversible past in the hands of God and step out into the invincible new year, the future, the next day with him. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you thanks and praise for each person here, Lord Jesus. Lord, you know uh, each and every one of us. You know all the issues that we have, the problems, the sin in our lives, Lord, all the burdens that we carry. Lord, our Father, Father, I pray that you take them away from us. We leave them at the foot of the cross, Lord. We ask that you take all this junk, all the garbage from 2020, Lord. We just leave it with you. And, Father, we just ask that uh, you take all this stuff away. But, Lord, we trust you, and we just ask that your will be done. Our prayers is that it goes away, Lord. Your will be done, Lord. And we pray all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, John 8, 36 says this. If the, if the Son has set you free, then you are free indeed. So I'm just going to say, we're going to say all together, Happy New Year. Because I can say that now, that all our baggage is gone, and all that junk, and it's behind us, right? So at the count of three, we're all going to say Happy New Year. Oh, don't do it in your really outside voice. Do it in the inside, excited about 2021 voice, okay? So one, two, three. Happy New Year. I wish we could yell it louder. Anyway, um, so what I'd like you to do here is uh, today we read the Gospel of Matthew in, in chapter 2, verses 1 through 12, and, and it was in the mindset, is the view of the, of the Magi. So if you would humor me, if you would humor me, just close your eyes. What I'd like you to do is think about yourself as being right there at the time and you're one of the Magi. The star has come up. And you know that it means that the Messiah has been born. The king has been born. The savior has been born. And you're going to gather all your treasures and you're going to head out to see him and worship him and praise him. So just think about that for a moment. You are the Magi. 
can open your eyes. Now, I'm going to read the passage, the gospel today that we read, and, and I just want you to think and put yourself in their shoes. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, you guys, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who was born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests, teachers of the law, he said to them, where the Messiah, where is the Messiah to be born? In Bethlehem and Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem and the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler. For out of you will come a ruler who will, who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then King Herod and the Magi called the Magi secretly and found out from the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said this. Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report back to me. For I want to go worship him also. Now, y'all are the Magi. Y'all know right now, that's not what King Herod wanted to do. He wanted to kill Jesus because he's worried about his kingship here on earth. Now, after they had left the king, they went on their way. And the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped in the place where the child was. Now, you are 10 feet in front of the door of the house where Jesus is, the Messiah, the Savior of all. What's your emotions right now? How are you feeling? Is your heart beating fast? Is your anticipation off the charts? On coming to the house, they saw the child and his mother, Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their eyes. And there they gave the treasure and presented him with the gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. They returned to their country by another route. Now you are the Magi. You've gone through a, a gamut of emotions. You've come in contact. You have an encounter with, with Jesus. Who here has had an encounter with Jesus before? It's a beautiful thing. I mean to tell you, it's a beautiful thing. The Magi knew that it was a new beginning. Knew that it was a new day, a new dawn. That something had changed and it would never be the same again. You see, they had that encounter with Christ. They knew that there was light in the dark world. And it would be a new world now. Now, just imagine as you are the Magi, you're going back home. Excited about what's to come. Excited about what's happened. I'm excited about 2021. Why, you might ask? 
Thank you for asking. Because I know who's on the throne. I know who's in control, who's in charge. I know that he goes before me and he's behind me and he's walking with me. You ask me why, why I'm excited about 2021, it's Jesus. Why I'm not worried about what happens in 2021, it's Jesus. I know that's a Sunday school answer, but it's Jesus. Isaiah 9, 6 says this. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So this is why I'm excited. I've got Jesus. Do you got Jesus? Then you should be excited about this year. And what's to come. You see, as believers, we we don't hope aimlessly. We don't just hope it's going to be a good year. Now, just think about that. Have any of y'all said that? I hope this year's better. Just on the fly. I'm sure you have. I did. I'm guilty. I hope it's going to be a good year. Just saying it. And not putting my faith that God is going to say it's a good year. No matter what. Now, this is a scripture here that uh, most of you, I'm sure most of you know, and, and, uh, and you've read many a day. Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it says this, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, the key words here is declares the Lord. Declares the Lord. It's an acclamation. God is boldly saying, hey, I'm saying this. God is saying, listen, because I'm saying this to you. So I want you to listen to it as God is saying it to you. I know the plans I have for you. A plan to prosper you and not to harm you. A plan to give you a hope and a future. Now, we tend to look at this scripture here and we. uh, We kind of make it our own. God's plan for me is going to be everything's going to be good. He's going to take away the bad stuff. And it's all going to be good. We want to wish things away. Anybody ever want to wish something away? One person in the back, Ralph. So, I mean, I I do. I want to wish things away and I'll pray. And most times I pray and I just say, God, just take this stuff away. But more and more, I tend to see myself praying. I pray for those things to be wished away. But then I said, let your will be done. Reminds me of what his son did. Jesus was uh, in the garden, and he asked the Lord of his father, would you take this cup from me? But not my will, but your will be done. Now, we, we kind of we make things, we mess things up because we, we want it to be done our way. And guess what? 
way back when the Israelites were the same way. So let me give you a little bit of context of Jeremiah 29. We're going to go one through ten, kind of break it down. You see, Jeremiah was a prophet of God. And at that time, there was a false prophet, and his name was Hananiah, and he was lying to the people of God. Oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you all, God had taken his people and allowed them to be taken into exile. The Babylonians had taken over Jerusalem and had swindled most of them back to Babylon. And this is where Jeremiah was meeting these people. This is where he was proclaiming God's word. And, and, and he said this to them. He says, the Lord, don't listen to the false prophet Hananiah. That's not true. And your God wants you to prosper where you are. You see, they were away from home. They wanted, they wanted Jeremiah to say, God says this. We're going to let you go home and you're not going to have any more sufferings. But that's not what God said. Jeremiah told him what God said. God wants you to prosper where you are. Now, he also told them this in verse 10. He said, oh, yeah, guess what? In 70 years, I'm going to take you back home. Now, just think about that now. Let me look around the room. In 70 years, if, if God told you that today, in 70 years, raise your hand if you would make it back home. Jonathan, how old are you? All right, Jonathan will be 91 years old. I mean, that'd be a long time. He, he's stretching it out. But, hey, whatever. Not many of us will make it back home. But the point of it was that you are going to prosper where you're at. God may not take you out of where you're at. Who here has been praying the corona goes away? I've been praying it. It's still here. Not to, not to say God can't take away tomorrow. He can. Our God can do all things. But maybe he's just saying, even in the midst of this corona stuff, I'm still going to bless you. You see, he told the Israelites, he said, guess what? Even, you're, even though you're in exile and you're in a foreign land, I want you to multiply and have kids and have your kids to be married. I want you to prosper right where you are and pray for the nation to prosper. And if it prospers, so shall you. Even in the midst of their exile, God was still willing to bless them and still walk with them. See, the heart of the verse is not that we should escape our trials, but that we learn to thrive in the midst of our trials. Not that we should escape our trials, but that we learn to thrive in the midst of those trials. You see, the Israelites had a new thing to think of. They had to, to deal with the problems that was at hand and still hope for God's blessings. Now, hope for something and hope for God's blessing is two different things. Here goes another verse, James 1, 2 through 4. Some of you may like it, some of you may not. But it's still true. It says, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. Now, 
I need participation again. Raise your hands. Who likes trials? Who likes to go through trials? Nobody. Nobody likes them. Neither do I. I want it easy. I want everything to go good. But look what it says. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Steadfastness is a perseverance. It's teaching you to persevere. We don't like to persevere until the end and we can say we persevered. We don't like to be in the middle of the perseverance, do we? But it says this. When you persevere and let it have its full effect. You will be made perfect and complete. You see, sometimes God got He's got to take us through the fire. There's a story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Anybody know that one? Now there was three chaps, and they they had to go through they had to go through the fire. They were actually were going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And Shadrach said, "Hey, you know, my God can save us from this. But even if He doesn't, but even if He doesn't, now they threw those three chaps in the fiery furnace." And what happened? Were they consumed? No. There was three that went in, and guess who was walking around? He said, I see four walking around in there. Who was that? Jesus, the Lord, God. So you see, God was with them even through the fiery furnace. Now, they came out in their clothes were smelled a little smoldery, but they weren't burnt. Y'all have gone through fire. You've come through it. You're here today. Praise God. God has brought you through. Now, a wise woman once told me to write down the blessings that God does for you. Write down the things that God gets you through when he carries you through situations that you couldn't have gotten through without them. Write them down. Because there's going to come a day you're going to need to look back on them when you're going through tough times. That woman was my wife. Thank you, my love. You're going to go through stuff in this life. Right? We're going through it right now. We're going through a tough time, but God's going to get you through. Why am I excited about 2021? Jesus. Why am I not worried about it? Jesus. My God goes before me. He is behind me. He walks with me. If the Lord is with me, who can be against me? And we know that all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. Do all things work for good? Some say yes, some are the sinner. Does it? I mean... Does all things work for good of those who are in Christ Jesus? Now, the worst thing that I can think of was Jesus Christ being crucified. The Lord, the creator of all, being crucified. The very worst thing that could happen ever. And it was a good thing. For without him being crucified, who would be dying? We would. We wouldn't have eternal life. We wouldn't be set free from our sin, from the burden of this life. We wouldn't be. 
because the worst thing ever happened, it was the best thing ever that happened. This is Hebrews 5, 7, and 8. It says, During the time of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions of fervent cries and tears to the one that could save him from death. And he was heard because of his fervent submissions. Son though he was, he learned. He learned from what he suffered from. He learned obedience through suffering. Who are we not to learn something because of our sufferings? If Jesus did it, are we not to be? And are we not to learn from our sufferings? Are we to be omitted from our sufferings? Jesus wasn't. Even the Son of God had to go through turmoil and suffering, pain. You see, Jesus suffered and went through trials. Yes, the Son of God did. The point being whether that we are struggling or we're prospering, we're doing it in the name of Jesus. The where our joy is, is in the Lord, whether it be 2021 or every other year past that. We can rest assured that no matter what this year may bring, our God is with us. And we can pray that from the mountaintops. Can I get an amen on that one? We can praise his name because no matter what we go through, he is there for us. And I'm here to tell you. There's times when we go through struggle. There's times where I've gone through struggle and I didn't know how I'm going to get through it. I'm here to tell you today, you need to find you a scripture to hold on to, to cling to. If you don't have a scripture, find one. If you don't know where to get it, go ask Brooke. But find you a scripture to hold on to. My scripture is Isaiah 54:10. And the scripture, um, I hold on to this, and I've, I've been holding on to it for years. When you find one, steer it into your brain. Stick it on your heart so it doesn't leave, so you can call on it any time. You don't have to go to the Bible. You just know that it's there. Isaiah 54, 10 says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, my love for you will never be shaken. And my covenant of peace for you with you will never be removed. So says the Lord who loves you and has compassion on you. I need that verse. I cling on to that verse. I hope you have one. I hope you're diving into your words so you can see God move no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through. Now, some of us have had worse years this year than others. I don't want to make belittle that stuff. It's harder for some of us than others. But even those who have struggled mightily this year know that God is with you and that he loves you and he has compassion on you. And that will never leave. That will never go anywhere. Now, I'm excited for 2021 personally, for my family and for this body. 
God is calling for us to leave these four walls and go proclaim the gospel out there in our community. I'm excited about what he's going to do. Excited about new life. Now, in 2020, there's been ups and downs for me. I lost my father in 2020. But I had my first grandchild in 2020. My mother's very sick right now, and the Lord could call her home any day. But my daughter's getting married in five months to a wonderful young man who knows Jesus. As I swim through the murk and the, and the garbage and the trash of 2020, and I move all that out of the way, and I search down deep what God has done for me this year, man, he has blessed me. Look at all the blessing that God has put in your life. Don't just think of the garbage that's happening. Search for what God has done for you and be thankful in that. I'm going to close with these words again from Oswald Chambers. Leave the broken, irreversible past in God's hands. And step into the invincible future with him. I promise you it's worth it. I promise you he's going to bless you and he's going to walk with you even through the storm. That's the God I serve. That's the God you serve. And that's the promise he gives us. That he will be with us there no matter what. Amen.